Hello, everyone. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And the only reason we're having a normal entrance for the Creepcast tonight is because we're double recording. Holla. That's right. Sometimes we get busy and can't record every week. We have to struggle for your gain. Yeah, because, well, Burr works a different shift now, and I work too much, so we can't find a day aside from Thursday. And Thursday's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, turkey. Yum, 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 Turkey yum, and family and drinking. Hey. Yeah, so, can't be here as much as we'd love to. Well, you were here last year, so. But it's we had already recorded time. last year as well. We did. We did a little bit of family time, but then Matt had a show. Mm-hmm. So that was the only reason. I'm like, you're not leaving me alone with these people. You can't make me. And I was like, oh, can you come make me up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom. Mom. <laughs> There's a bunch of strangers here and I want nothing to do with it. You forgot me at soccer practice again. <laughs> well, it didn't rain this time, but it's too sunny and now I'm sunburnt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's the bigger issue is sun over rain. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> My girl problems, because I'm so pale. Don't tan, only burn. Only lobster here. <laughs> so, yeah, so on to this week's topic, or well, second topic, mm-hmm. whatever. This week's topic, new for you because it's going to come out on the Monday. It's not coming all in at once, so whatever. Uh-huh. So, we're talking about the exorcism of Roland Doe. You're like, what? Who? What kind of weird ass name? Well, let me tell you. The exorcism of Roland Doe. In the late 1940s, in the United States, priests of Roman Catholic Church performed a services, a series, services, a series. Jesus Christ, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so performed a series of exorcisms on an anonymous boy, documented under the pseudonym Roland Doe or Robbie Mannheim. The 14-year-old boy, born in 1935, was the alleged victim of demonic possession, and the events were recorded by the attending priest Raymond J. Bishop. Subsequent supernatural claims surrounding the events were used as elements in the 1971 novel, The Exorcist, by William Peter Blady, and the 1973 film adaption of the same name, The Exorcist. Adaption? Adaptation? Adaptation, whatever. Adaption, listen. I don't have time for fucking English's 15 ways to pronounce one fucking word that's all spelled the same. Did you read it or read it? Listen, bitch, <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I know poor Burr had that issue earlier when we were doing the read-through. Cause she's like, record, or no, record, mm-hmm. and it's record. The English language is dumb. I hope everyone knows that. I hate it. I love the random fancy words I learn about it, but most of the part, I hate it. Like, why is this word? <laughs> and then there's like five different ways to spell a word that sounds exactly the same, but depending on the context you're using it. There. Exactly. Your flips table. (sighs) (laughs) No, I am too frail. So, (laughs) moving on into the origin of the claims for the exorcism of Rolando. In the mid-1944, 49, several newspapers' articles printed anonymous reports of an alleged possession and exorcism. The source of these reports is thought to be the family's former pastor, Luther Miles Schulz. According to one account, a total of 48 people witnessed this exorcism. Nine of them were Jesuits. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it's a big deal, apparently. The Jesuit. 
I don't know. I feel like it is like a higher role. You have I got the it. Church. Okay, I good. got it. He's got the internet. He's got the whole interwebs in his hands. Just oh, I was gonna go. I've got the power, but okay. I got the power. Boom. I can boom, talk to boom, Google boom, from boom, here. Boom. There's lots of them. It's gonna take you a while. Just let us know, because then we're gonna just keep reading and we'll revisit. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering on you guys doing. Well, I Listen. hope you'd had the results. Like, yeah, not that fast. What is this fucking Your phone Bing? I'm done. I'm sorry. That was bad. Continue, Bert. Tell us more about the origin of the claims. Um, according to author Thomas B. Allen, Jesuit priest, father of Walter H. Um, Holleran, yeah, was one of the last surviving eyewitnesses of the account, uh, events and uh, participated in the exorcism. Allen wrote that the diary kept by attending priest Father Raymond B. J. <sighs> Raymond J. Bishop detailed the exorcism performed on the um, anonymous identified Roland Doe, a.k.a. Robbie. Which was like a fake name because it was like this really weird long word and I didn't know how to say it without being like, fake name. But it was used to essentially protect his identity. And then she looked at me, she's like, this is dumb bitch, doesn't even know her basically. <laughs> no, I not, no, I didn't look at it that you thought you were dumb. I just couldn't think that of another word to use for it. Oh, okay, I'm like... <laughs> I'm sorry that you felt that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, no, you no. make me feel bad. I'm gonna start crying over here. But. From what I'm reading, uh, from what I'm reading, it sounds like the Jesuit is a stricter version of the Catholic. Fire and brimstone, Jesus. It, okay. Literally, what it's constantly saying is that it's just not as liberal as at the Catholic Church. Oh, so they really hate. I hate the yeah, gays. Like, as I said, they're like right. Yeah. So Ugh. I guess they're like the really hardcore Bible thumpers. Which is so fucked up because I don't know if they know. The gays are pretty fucking great. So all right. Um oh. Speaking in two thousand thirteen, um, Alan emphasized that def- definite proof that the boy known as Robbie was possessed by malevolent spirits is unattainable. Maybe he instead suffered from mental illness or sexual abuse. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was just like, hmm. <laughs> or uh, fabricated the entire experience. According to Alan, um, Holleran also expressed his skepticism. Skepticism. Thank you. About potential paranormal events before his death. When asked in an interview to make a statement on whether the boy had been possessed, Holleran uh, responded saying, no, I can't go on record. I never made an absolute statement about things because I didn't feel I was justified. Qualified. I'm sorry. Eh, same thing. Well, not same thing, but general area neighborhood of semi-siblerness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, I, I have like, a cardigan on. I will go all oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rogers <laughs> on your ass. It's a beautiful day in this goddamn neighborhood. Bitch. <laughs> uh, change your shoes and everything. You yeah. change your cardigan. Yeah. Bitch, let's ben, go. <laughs> also, that movie comes out tomorrow. I want to see it. it. Oh, I, oh, see it I just saw the Ford versus Ferrari movie. Awesome. That was amazing. That's all true. 
So yeah, I was telling yeah. Bria, I was just like, oh, maybe I should take Felix to go see Frozen 2. And Austin can go have Donnie go see that. I was like, wait, I don't know if there's obsessed with swearing and sex scenes in that movie. So maybe not. Oh, uh, no. I mean. I feel like it's going to go over his head a bit. Well, he likes Story cars and No, there's not really anything in there. I know, but if you're going to do like a racing movie. Oh, I don't know about that. That Formula One one, I think. I mean, there was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, they use older timed words. For swing yeah. and whatnot, and so maybe we'll just Christian see Mr. Bale's Roberts person is in English. Movie. Mr. Rogers. Oh, he's English, so he can't swear. No, but I like know. you know, their swears are just like this is bollocks. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh okay, baloney. <laughs> it's like uh, what is it? The wizard swears. Oh, yeah, it would be like Dobby's sock. I love it. Uh, it makes me laugh so hard. But um, what I was going to say, though, is I appreciate his, like, being like, well, I, it's like, I'm not qualified, so I'm not giving a definitive answer. Because mm-hmm. then there's a ton of unqualified people that will be like, absolutely, it was this, even though I don't have a degree, and I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, and I don't know anything about how this works or what we're even talking about, but I have a hard stance. My opinion's better than yours. Yep. <laughs> Like today's society? Yes. <laughs> we were going to bring that up. I was hinting at it. Read between the lines. Subtle pokes. You don't just throw shit in there. Yeah, you, you don't just, just, just pick a person up and throw them out the window. <laughs> uh, um, but what else is I going to get into? Also, though, again, this was in like the 40s. Yeah. So it is. It could have been that he was just like mentally ill mm-hmm. or, you know sexually abused and couldn't he handle it some tough shit he could have been like withdrawing but off also drugs. like faking for attention i feel like that's like you know what i, I mean unless that's what he's into you know what i want I mean, to do i want to get tied up and beat not during the 40s yeah during well, the great depression <laughs> the 40s wasn't the great depression we were already out of the Great Depression when in World oh, yeah, War II. Oh, no, yeah, that's like, no, no, because the Great Depression really didn't end until we got into World War II. Yeah, and this was in, like, the 40s. Was it? Let's see. Yeah, because he was born in 35, and if he was 14, so it'd be 49. Okay, so, like, So it's even, even after the okay, war. Okay, so a little after the war. So, uh, I guess during the economical boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Pew, pew. Anyways. But moving on. Um, in early life, uh, Roland was born into a German Lutheran family during the 1940s. The family lived in in uh, Cottage City, Maryland. Um, according to Alan, R- Roland was an only child and depended upon adults in his household for playmates, primarily his Aunt Harriet. His aunt, who was a spir- spiritualist, Introduced Roland to the Ouija board when he expressed interest in it. Which, again, one, I think it's always terrible that if an especially only child, like, don't have a chance to interact with other children because I feel like that throws them off mentally. And then also, really, you're going to be like your fucking spiritualist aunt and be into that shit and then just be like, oh, here you go, little child, have a way to summon demons. I mean, this sounds like Donnie's childhood, but I never introduced him to a Ouija board. I didn't so. either, and I'm the aunt. That was my job. I've apparently failed in my aunthood. <laughs> Forgot to introduce child to spiritualism. I mean, Donnie had all these cousins, but nobody ever wanted to come over. Or mm-hmm. we couldn't go over to them because mm-hmm. of transportation, so. 
Hard times. But also... Didn't he came out a great kid, though. Right, yeah. I just failed him by not giving him away to summon demons. <laughs> oh. I would have thrown that shit out. Anyway. Well, I don't know. I don't know what time she gave him that, so... But whatever. But I digress. Questionable things happening here with this child, regardless. <laughs> So for the exorcisms, according to Thomas B. Allen, after Aunt Harriet's death, the family experienced strange noises, furniture moving on its own accord, and ordinary objects such as vases flying or levitating when the boy was nearby. The family turned to their Lutheran pastor, Luther Miles Schultz, for help. Long interest in parapsychology, Schultz arranged for the boy to spend a night in his home in order to observe him. Which really, you're just going to send your kid to your fucking former priest's house to be like, here, you must, you know, know what's going wrong. That's terrifying. I know. I'm like, that's stupid. So, when parapsychologist J.B. Ryan learned that Shulls claimed he witnessed household objects and furniture seemingly moving by themselves, Ryan wondered if Shulls unconsciously exaggerated some of the facts. Shulls advised the boy's parents to see a Catholic priest. So, according to the traditional story, the boy then underwent a number of exorcisms. Edward Hughes, a Roman Catholic priest, conducted an exorcism on Roland at Georgetown University Hospital, a Jesuit institution. During the exorcism, the boy allegedly slipped one of his hands out of the restraints, broke a bed spring from under the mattress, and used it as an impromptu weapon, slashing the priest's arm and resulting in the exorcism ritual being halted. Again, if you're looking for attention, I don't think you're going to physically attack someone like that. Yeah. That screams more to me mental health. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm not a doctor, so hmm. I know nothing. Um, Where was I? Property weapon. Da, da, da. So the family traveled to St. Louis, where Roland's cousin contacted one of his professors at St. Louis University Bishop, who in turn spoke to William S. Bowdern, uh, an associate of College Church. Together, both priests visited Roland in his relative's home, where they allegedly observed a shaking bed, flying objects, this boy speaking guttural voice, and exhibiting an aversion to anything sacred. Bowdern was granted permission from the Archbishop to perform another exorcism, which I know maybe back then they just, you know, were all qualified to be exorcists maybe listen according to the right you got to get specially trained mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying yeah am i gonna use a horror movie that's based on a true story as my reference sure absolutely why not <laughs> the internet told me about it so it can't it must be true yes yes <laughs> all the facts all my facts come from fictional movies <laughs> <laughs> um the exorcism took place at the uh, Alexian Brothers Hospital in the s- South St. Louis, Missouri, which was uh, later raised, which I'm assuming may be torn down. Not maybe. Mm. Um, before the next ex- exorcism ritual began, another priest, Walter um, Holleran, Holler- yeah, was uh, called was called to the uh, psychiatric ward in the hospital wing. My bad. Um, in the hospital where he was asked to assist Bolden. Bolden? I don't know. I don't know either. It didn't pronounce it. It just R, sounds so. like every time I try to say it, no matter how I pronounce it, my mouth is just like mush. Um, William Van Bro. Rue? We'll uh, go with Rue. Yeah, Van Rue. Fuck it. A uh, third Jesuit priest was also there to assist. Holleran started... Stated. Stated, my bad, that during the scene, words such as evil and hell, along with other various marks, appeared on the teenager's body. 
allegedly during the um, litany litany of the saints portion of the exorcism rite, the boy's mattress began to shake. Moreover, Roland broke Holleran's nose during the process. Holleran told a reporter that after the rite was over, the anonymous subject of the um, exorcism went on the lead. Oh, and on, went on to lead. Oh, went on so to lead. So I, I think I just fucked that word up, that's all. That's all good. Um, went on to lead the uh, a rather ordinary life. So essentially after that, everything was cool. a okay, okie Well, that's usually what happens when you expel demons. You go back to mm-hmm. normal. And which I feel like it is really good that they kept him for the most part like anonymous. Mm-hmm. Although there was a podcast that I almost started listening to, but it just didn't seem... I don't seem more fictional okay. than factual, but it was like them trying to figure out, like, talk to the person who was like originally exercised. But I feel like he might, he's probably not alive anymore. I don't think so. Because I mean, within the next 10 years, he'd be like 30, 10, 15 years, 15. Yeah. Or 30, 100. Jesus Christ, Brianna. It's okay. We know what you meant. <laughs> just taking him to the 2030s is where I was going. God damn. <laughs> Math is hard. Oh, good. I'm not a witch anymore. I've suddenly yeah. forgotten how to do math. I'm not a witch. Yay. <laughs> I'm saved. Yeah. Um, investigations and explanations. In his um, 1993 book, Possessed, The True Story of an Exorcism, author... Thomas B. Allen offered the um, consensus of consensus to- consensus of t- thank you of today's experts that Robbie was just a deeply disturbed boy, nothing supernatural about him. Another Mark, I'm sorry, author uh, Mark um, Obsasnik. Obsasnik. I don't know. Uh, questioned many of the supernatural claims associated with the story. Pro. pro- Posing that Roland Doe was uh, simply a spoiled, disturbed bully who threw deliberate tantrums to get attention or to get out of school. I mean, plausible. Maybe. Um, Mark reports that Holren, who was uh, present at the exorcisms, never heard the boy's voice change. And he thought the boy merely mimicked Latin words he heard clergymen say, rather than gaining the sudden ability to speak Latin. Mark reported that when Mark's were found in the boy's body. Holoran failed to check the boy's fingernails to see if he had made the marks himself. Mark also questioned the, the uh, story of Hugh's attempts to exercise the boy and his subsequent subsequent injury, saying that he could find no evidence that such an episode had actually occurred. Which, again, I feel like these are major things that it's like, if you're saying that this dude is scratching himself, like, maybe we should check the fingernails and it's make sure it's not just him and not you know Mm -hmm. another entity and i mean again only like that's why i feel like if you're gonna have a kid and i know obviously there are some cases where it's just you know you're not physically able or like things like that but like if you can have more than one kid have more than one kid yeah i don't like only children they're spoiled they are entitled little things i know like you said, the way, uh, I won't say anything. I shouldn't say that because my cousin Polly might listen to this. <laughs> I don't think he does, but he might. So I don't want to say anything. But anyways, point being though, is like, I feel like only children are obnoxious. Like I'm pretty sure one of my managers at work is either an only child or a middle child. 
He needs that affection then. He's like attention. Deprived. Yeah. And I only say middle child because I feel that. Because <laughs> we were talking about it on the way into dinner. I was like, I don't know what turned out wrong with the boys or whatever. I was like, yeah, I don't know either because apparently they were the one that got the most attention. Yeah. I was the one neglected, but I turned out fine. <laughs> Favorite child. You're welcome. It only took you 23 years to figure it out. <laughs> and then the gift card, the proof. You still have the proof? I do. All right, we're golden. Still mad that she got rid of the Netflix account, though. <laughs> Finally made a profile when my mom was, you know, paying for Netflix and me being the leech I am was leeching off of it. And I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, make my own profile, whatever. So I could stop messing up her and my sister's algorithm on theirs. And so I was like, best child. And she about died when she saw it. Because <laughs> there was no question of which child made said profile. <laughs> Me. It's the evidence, I told you. It's clear. <laughs> but anyways, so moving on. Have more than one children, if you can. Or more than one child, more than one children. Mason. Have all the children. <laughs> But yeah, if you can. Obviously, like I said, there are people that, you know, like my aunt, you know, and uncle, they had Polly a little bit later. So like, yeah, if she tried to have another one, it would be like high risks. And mm-hmm. like I said, the space they're at too, like one is perfect. If they had another one, they would have definitely needed like a little bit of more room. But all is well. So All right, baby, you're moving to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have a garage. They'd make it work. They have a carport. <laughs> We're making a tent outside. That's where you live now. <laughs> but anyways, so moving on into uh, during his investigation, Mark discovered the exorcism did not take place at 3210 Bunker Hill Road in Mount Rainier, Maryland. Uh, the boy never, never lived in Mount Rainier. The boy's home was in Cottage City, Maryland, which I feel like that was mentioned, but yeah, whatever. Uh, much of the commonly accepted information about the story is based on hearsay, is not documented, and was never fact-checked. Fair. And there is no evidence of Father E. Albert Hughes visited the boy's home, had him admitted to Georgetown Hospital, requested that the boy be restrained at the hospital, attempted an exorcism on the bo- of the boy at Georgetown Hospital, or was injured by the boy during an exorcism or at any other time. Fair. So, like, okay, cool. None of this was documented or proven. Great. So then... um, there is also ample evidence refuting claims that Father Hughes suffered an emotional breakdown and disappeared from the Cottage City community. That's a pretty big claim to make. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So also, according to Mark, uh, individuals connected to the incident were influenced by their own specializations. So to psychi- psychiatrist, Rob Doe suffered from mental illness. To priests, this was a case of demonic possession. To writers and film video producers, this was a great story to exploit for profit. Those involved saw what they wanted, uh, what they were trained to see, each purported to look at the facts, but just the opposite was true. In actuality, they manipulated the facts and emphasized information that fit their own agendas. Oof. Which, again, fair. Like, it's hard not to have that bias. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you have to, like, make sure you get all the facts. And that's why, like, you know, exorcisms aren't as popular or common. Is because it's like, well... Let's make sure we go through our big checklist before we move forward with this. Mm-hmm. Before we start chaining children down to a bed and splashing them with holy water and screaming at them in foreign languages and not letting them eat. But that's not our, you know. That's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Mark wrote that after he located and spoke with neighbors and childhood friends of the boy, most of whom he only referred referenced, sorry, by initials. Which, he, mad respect. I love that, like, again, like, keeping this person very, like, mm-hmm. under wraps. Because, I mean, from the beginning, he's been anonymous. So, like. That's good. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, He concluded that the boy had been a very clever trickster who had played pranks to frighten his mother and to fool children in the neighborhood. Uh, Skeptic Joe Knuckle uh, wrote that there was was simply no credible evidence to suggest the boy was possessed by demons or evil spirits and maintains that the symptoms symptoms of possession can be uh, childish simple to fake. Nickel dis- uh, dismissed suggestion that supernatural forces made scratches or markings or ca- um, caused words to appear on the teenager's body in unbreachable places, saying a determined youth, probably even without a wall mirror, could easily have managed such a feat. It also occurred. Actually. Um, it actually occurred, sorry. Um, although the scratches... Um, message proliferated proliferated they never again appeared on a difficult to reach position of the boy's anatomy on one occasion the boy was uh, reportedly seen scratching the words hell in christ on his chest by using his own fingernails according to nickel uh nickel yep uh nothing that was uh reliably reported in the case was beyond the uh, abilities of the teenager to produce the tantrums or trances moved furniture hurling objects automatic writing superficial scratches and other phenomenon where just the kinds of things someone of ours age excuse me um could uh, accomplish just as others have been before in sense indeed the elements of poltergeist phenomenon spirit communication and demonic possession uh, taken both separately and especially, yeah, especially, especially together, as one progressed to the other, suggests nothing as much as role playing involving trickery. Which I mean, I don't know, but then again, a lot of movies use that almost as like part of a storyline. Because what was it? Um, the second Conjuring mm-hmm. had it to where like the demon told the girl to fake the stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it would kill everyone. And then what else was one that was, like, they thought was faking? There's another one I can't think. Oh, um, The Last Exorcism. That was another one where they were like, oh, yeah, she's just faking. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. All of that. Yeah. I mean, plausible for faking because it would also suck, but also would really suck if they were being forced to fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. For fear of their life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickel also dismissed stories of the boys' pro, pro, prodigious, uh, prodigious, prodigious. Sorry, that's okay. Prodigious strength, saying he showed nothing more than what could be summoned by an aggregated, agitated, agitated, aggregated, <laughs> <laughs> aggregating those crops. <laughs> Woo, um, and um, agitated teenager. Shh, listen. The word is already wrong. <laughs> it was just funny because aggregated is what the system for the audio is how I have it set up. So it's oh an well, whatever. I knew device. I heard that word somewhere. 
I, for some reason, just assumed it sounded like a farming word. Eat a dick, Austin. <laughs> With your science and your knowledge of dictionarial words. And farming information. And your farming information. Go to the farm where you belong. <laughs> Go away, you hippie. <laughs> oh, God. There's something wrong Shame with for being a nerd. Shame. Shame. <laughs> I told you, or no, I was telling Burr that one of my bosses will just like walk past and be like, nerd. And I'm like, first off, how did you know? <laughs> what gave it away? Two, can you think of something else? It's been 15 times and you've said the same thing. Give me a little variety here at least. Jesus. How dare you, peasant? <laughs> Don't touch me, peasant. <laughs> oh, God, where was I? Um, uh agitated agitated teenager and criticized popular accounts of the exorcism for what he termed a stereotypical storybook portrayal of the devil the devil it's been a minute (laughs) right satan (laughs) satan's among us (laughs) (laughs) the way i'm gonna do that if i wasn't so worried about getting stabbed please don't (laughs) i know i'm trying to avoid injury So then, moving on to religious perspectives, so two Christian academics, Terry D. Cooper and a professor of psychology, and Cindy uh, Epperson, a professor of sociology, wrote that advocates of possession believe that although they are not frequent, exorcisms are necessary for casting out the demonic, and cases of genuine possession cannot be explained by psychiatry. Cooper and Epperson, Epperson devoted a chapter of their book, Evil, Satan, Sin, and Psychology, to the case and dismissed natural explanations in favor of a supernatural perspective regarding the nature of evil. Which, again, for lack of a better term, playing devil's advocate, essentially being like, okay, well, here are the things that could be, but also Satan. Yes. Has anyone thought about Satan? What about Satan? What about Satan? What about Satan? (laughs) (laughs) Be too too extra. Oh, you have kitty ears. (laughs) But moving on to literature and film. So this exorcism case inspired the 1971 novel The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty, which is ter- which in turn was adapted into the 1973 horror film of the same title. This case also inspired the 2000 movie Possessed, which I don't think I've ever seen. So now I'm curious and intrigued and I want to see it. Yeah. So, it, which is said to be closer to the story in Alan's... Yeah book a documentary was made of the case uh titled in the grip of evil another documentary film was made in 2010 titled the haunted boy the secret diary of the exorcist where a group of investigators travels to the location in question and uncovers the diary that is said to be kept by william s Bowder. Bowdern, which i don't know if they mean like they literally find the diary in the place or if like the town's like oh yeah here's this guy's diary or he, they could have broken into the man's house and been like, yoink. Well, I think he's dead, but. But you don't know if he had an statement cell or anything. I don't if I know. But whatever. Point being, doesn't sound like so much like a documentary. More so like a mockumentary. Bum, 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 bum. But yeah, so I don't know. Any other thoughts? No. Questions, concerns, comments? What am I doing with my life? Oh, <laughs> okay. I know, you've just been like putting your hair over your headphones for like exactly. 10 straight minutes. And I was just so trying I'm to figure out what kidding. you're doing. But I'm also just like, I'm just going to keep going and act like nothing's happening. 
<laughs> she was like, when I get quiet and I start drawing, and she's like, we're just going to ignore this, <laughs> let it go, do its course. Well, it's like... Otherwise, she's God, clicking her it, pen. I can't remember. I, there was so, one time we were doing something. Oh, what was it? When you ever used to do the buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like seven in the morning. And it was usually you. Yeah. You'd be like, Amber, buckle in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden her arms would come flying over my shoulder, each hand crossing over to grab onto the breast of the opposite side. <laughs> And then she would scream it was about to get puppy and then flail around violently. And here's just me, nonchalant, not even bothered, <laughs> continually, casually going on with whatever conversation I'm in. Just completely, they're just like, like twice if you need help. <laughs> like, let us know if you need to call the police. And I'm like, oh, this is normal. This is natural everyday behavior. This is just normal everyday sexual harassment by my best friend. Yeah, I mean, this is my life. Like he said, just like that one time when I had my first boyfriend and he was jealous of you and you were just like, yeah, I almost just dipped you and laid one on you. And I was like, I would have not even been bothered. I'd been like, oh, okay, good morning to you too. <laughs> it's been one of those days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what boy is bothering you? <laughs> like thinking that it's some issue on your end and not mine. <laughs> because I, I comfort now. <laughs> it's like, what is it? Uh, the one weave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like describe your dating history and it's Oscar the Grouch. I love trash. <laughs> I about died when I saw that one because I was like, that's so accurate. <laughs> oh, it was good. Funny stuff. Good time. You were just too nice. That's all. Everyone deserves a chance. <laughs> and here I am. Everyone's trying to kill me. <laughs> Don't touch me, peasant. <laughs> Don't touch me. Oh, but anyways, so that's it. The exorcism of Roland Doe. Mm-hmm. If you have anything you think we missed, or comments, or concerns, or theories, fuck it, we want to hear your theories too. Oh yeah, we do. Get tired of our crackpot theories? You think you actually have some logic behind yours? By all means, send it in. And you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter if you want to harass us through there, which is at castcreep. Both C's are capitalized. Yes. And we also have the Instagram. So, I mean, messages there, too. Fuck it. At the Creepcast. All lowercase. And if you're also really cool and have the Facebook, yo, you can find us under the Creepcast with Brian Burr. We also have Patreon, which is under the Creepcast with Brian Burr. Or if we say this too much or you want to have all our information, not our dirty secrets, but yes. all our information, you can find it under the uh, Creepcast.podbean.com. Yes. So rate, subscribe, follow, donate, and have an ooky spooky night, and happy Thanksgiving, or wait, this is probably coming out after Thanksgiving, just kidding. I hope you enjoyed your turkey. (laughs) Hope your turkey was delicious. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.